episode 70, as always, on PJ Glasser, joined by Joe Malfa. Joe, we have done it. We have reached the 70s now as we are getting ready for the NFL playoffs. They are here. We had to wait longer than usual because we had a last uh, an 18th week of the regular season. But what a week it was. I was getting ready to say that San Francisco and the Rams was the game of the year. And then we had <laughs> the the drunk fest that was. Sunday oh, my God. The amount of everything. fourth and tens that Justin Herbert converted that had to set some kind of NFL record for most on one Yo, drive. That drive in real time took 23 minutes. <laughs> it was 157 on the game oh clock. Oh, my God. And it took 23 minutes. I will say, I'll just touch on Brandon Staley and everything. I kind of think the guy's getting a bad rap. I actually thought his timeout was a very smart one. It meant absolutely nothing in a timeout. People made way too big a deal of that. Made way too big a deal. And look, the guy didn't call the timeout right after the play. He didn't call it with 40 left on the play play clock. He called it with four seconds left. I think he just wanted to set the scene with his team. He wanted them to understand the situation and be right. like, look, stop the run. And if the clock runs out, we get the tie, we go to the playoffs. Exactly. The whole debacle wasn't the timeout. It was the fact they couldn't stop Jacobs. So <laughs> yeah. That's where the Chargers lost the game. It, the fact that the Steelers really should have missed the playoffs. The fact that it came down to that was unbelievable. And look, you know, the, the Raiders, you better believe they didn't want to play KC. They were no. one of their crack at Cincinnati. They had every intention of winning that game, knocking their rival out of the playoffs. And, and that's the thing. He uh, wants the job, yep. you know, he wants the head yeah. coaching job. So a lot of factors. There's so many other factors that go into it besides, like you said, even just the Chiefs aspect of it. You want to get your rival out. Basashio wants a job. There was no way they were playing intentionally for the tie. If it happened, it happened, and they would have right. been happy with it. But they weren't going to go out of their way and try to make that happen. No, and uh, but it sucks for us because we don't get to see Justin Herbert in the playoffs, which True. is unfortunate. But we do have some good games. Uh, real quick, you, Worm, and I were texting about this back in, like, August when they made the announcement. But do you like the new playoff game now on Monday instead of the 3-3 Saturday, Sunday? Uh, at first, I thought it was no big deal. But – it is a day less of rest for whoever plays in that game. Um, and when you think about the fact that there's also a Saturday week 17 game, which they announced like three weeks before the right. actual game, um, it could have feasibly happened. Now I, I would hope they were smart enough not to do it this way. And so far they didn't do it this way, but who knows what happens in future years, you know, w- what would have happened if it would have made the most scheduling sense to have had Rams Niners, on saturday and now you're going to have rams cardinals on monday so on one hand you're giving either the rams or cardinals one less day of rest going into their next game and on the other hand it could work out in future years now again they'd probably try to avoid this specifically but it could work out in future years where you've got um a team that has an extra day off in the wild card round because they played on saturday and now they're playing on monday so it's kind of a mess all around they could have kept things consistent as it is you have it where um the chiefs have an extra day of rest over the steelers and the cowboys have an extra day of rest over the niners and it's just little things here or there that teams will eventually complain about so 
And the team that really got screwed through all this, I think, is Las Vegas. They play the latest game on Sunday, and now they have to play the earliest game on Saturday. I thought it kind of made sense at least to give them a Sunday game, if not the Monday night game. But sure enough, they are the first game against Cincinnati. The spread opened at six and a half, quickly got shot down to five. It's now five, four and a half, five and a half at all different kinds of places. That's the thing, though, about the playoffs, Joe, is you can find a lot of advantages on spreads and lines during the regular season. But playoffs, the market, they know what they're doing. There's so much money coming on in these games. I think a lot of people don't expect Las Vegas to win this game. They probably think they could cover. Um, But to me, these are the most dangerous playoff games. I feel like there's one playoff game every year. Where And I compare this to, like, the Bills-Colts game of last year. The Bills got hot the last month of the season, much like Cincinnati did. They get a home playoff game. They're playing an inferior opponent who kind of just squeaked their way into the playoffs. And there's a spread that's a very good spread towards underdogs. Teams that were five or five-and-a-half point spreads this year were 9-1 and one ATS. So very good stat for Vegas. I think a lot of people just kind of expect Cincinnati to roll and don't think uh, much of it. I like Vegas to cover. I do think Cincinnati wins the game. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be tight. Um, I just, I trust Joe Burrow, man. I trust him in big games in these spots. Cincinnati had a lot of win and get in, win and clinch types of games in December, and they took care of them, so... I, I like the Bengals in this game. And Derek Carr is 0-5 in his career when the temperature is under 38 degrees. And mm. there's forecasts for some flurries and, like, 30-degree weather. So you've got that aspect of it as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, the interesting thing about the Raiders this year, they were 7-0 and when scoring – or 7-0 and or 9-0 and when scoring over 17 points, mm. um, which, which is kind of shocking because that's not too big a number. So if they get into the 20s – They win every game. It'll be interesting to see if this one's a shootout or not. The other game we have, New England and Buffalo. We have a couple of games this weekend that are round three. A lot of them, yeah. This is one one of them, Arizona and the Rams being the other one. Joe, fascinating game because I don't think anybody would disagree that Buffalo is the more talented team. They have the more talented roster, but New England has Belichick, and he's getting ready to see a team for a third time. And this is the 17th time in the last 19 years that'll be in the postseason. While Buffalo is starting to be accustomed to being a perennial playoff team, is there a team that you like in this one? Yeah, I'm, my favorite play of the week is the Bills in this game. I have absolutely no fear about this Patriots team in this weather with Mac Jones. The whole Belichick thing is overplayed. Um, they only won the first game when these teams played because you literally couldn't throw the football. Um, so when they were able to put 10 guys in the box to stop a mediocre Bills run team. The Bills pass opens up the Bills run. These last few weeks, Singletary's done well because they've been throwing the ball really well. So in that game, when you completely took away the option to pass the ball, um, the Patriots are going to beat you because that's just, that plays so much into their favor. When the team has played again, the Bills very easily handle them. The Patriots made it a little bit closer late. I forget what the score was in that game now, but it was all Bills the whole way. Um, and I expect the same thing here. It's just talent-wise, this team is so, the Bills team is so much better everywhere on the field, and especially at quarterback where we see Mac Jones has looked like what he probably should have looked like all year. 
um, when he was playing against a weaker schedule early on and then a good playoff caliber schedule last month, his numbers absolutely nosedive. So this is one game that I am not at all worried about the Bills. People are going to drum up the Patriots because of it's, it being Bill Belichick, but it's not Bill Belichick in the playoffs with Tom Brady at quarterback. Uh, and there's no weather element that's going heavily in the Patriots' favor in this one. So It's an interesting game. Uh, the one thing that people aren't talking about enough with the Bills this season, they were 0-5 in one-possession games, and their schedule was very soft. The, when they played good teams, they either didn't beat them or they lost to them in one-possession games, or they beat them by double digits. There was really no in-between. Because of the playoffs, because Bill's seeing him for a third time, uh, you would imagine that it's going to be tightly played. Because the weather is going to be such a factor and it was so cold and we saw what an advantage that was for the Patriots. The cold is not the advantage. The advantage was 40-mile-an-hour wins. These teams play in cold weather. I don't think the cold has any factor in this game. I I think the cold will play a big factor because it it favors the team that wants to run the ball because when you're passing the ball, you don't have to tackle on every play. When you're running the ball, you have to tackle on every play. You have to force a team to make a play. I I don't think the cold is as big of a deal when there's no win. Uh, incorporated in it because that's the wind is the big thing where you have to you're forced to become one-dimensional um and that won't be the case in this game so it's just man i I don't know until until buffalo can beat new england again in i i I probably i i like the bills to win the game but give me uh give me new england and the points in this one should be good uh it'll it'll be cold i hope everybody going that game brings a or four of them um now, on the Sunday where we got three games, and we differ on this one. We were talking about it. We got Philly at Tampa. You want to talk about weather and wind and rain? It'll be featured down yeah. in Tampa. I don't know when the last time there's been a Tampa Bay home playoff game. It's probably not until the Warren Sapp. The Garrett Super Bowl Trump, last year. Dungy. Yeah, Super Bowl last year. There <laughs> you go. That's funny. That was. Um, but they're going to get their home game. So it's the Bucks home against Philly right now, eight and a half. Who do you like in this one? Um, I like the Eagles to cover. I like them to maybe pull the upset. I'll probably put it in as somewhere between, you know, like 24, 20 bucks. But I will sprinkle a little bit on the Eagles money line because of the value. And I will be betting the Eagles uh, plus eight and a half. These teams played once already this year. The Eagles lost by six. And that was when the Eagles still sucked and couldn't figure themselves out as far as their identity offensively. Since that point, they are far and away the number one rushing offense in the NFL, and the Bucs are the top rushing defense in the NFL. But the Bucs have been notoriously bad the last month of the season when it comes to stopping quarterback runs. Um, Zach Wilson went for 90 yards on him. Um, who, who else was it? Um, 120-something yards it was from uh, Josh Allen. Um, Taysom Hill went for like 50, Newton went for like 60, 65. So they've really struggled with quarterback runs and the option plays. So with the stable of running backs the Eagles have, with how prolific their offensive line has been and the way they've run the ball, they're going to – look, when you're playing Brady in the playoffs, you need the weather probably on your side. They have that. It's going to – I talk about the wind not being a factor, just the cold temperatures in the Buffalo-New England game. The winds in this game are supposed to be 20 miles an hour gusting up to 40 in a torrential downpour on a sloppy track. So it will impact the Buccaneers offense. It favors the Eagles offense. They're already the number one rushing attack. Yes, they're going up against the top rushing defense, but the running quarterback helps them out a lot here. 
Um, I, I think they keep this game close. And in a game with an eight-and-a-half-point spread, when you have a team that's going to eat a lot of clock, there's just mathematically not going to be a lot of possessions or as many as usual for the Buccaneers to score the points they usually score. And on top of that, with how banged up they are, all right, they're missing Godwin. There's no Antonio Brown. They're Levante David, Shaq Barrett, JPP, Leonard Fournette are all just being activated now off of either COVID IR or because of an injury. They're playing their first game in like a month. How rusty are they going to be? What kind of shape are they going to be in? Um, what percent are they actually at health-wise if it were a regular season game where they play? Are they only playing because it's a playoff game? There's a lot of question marks about the Bucks that don't exist for the Eagles, um, which is why, again, I think they will cover. I would not be stunned in the slightest if they won the game outright. I would be stunned if they won the game outright. I see what you're saying. Um, to me, though, there are two huge disadvantages in this game for Philadelphia. The first being just the playoff experience of it all. Obviously, you're going up against Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, who have been there and been through many wars in the playoffs, against Nick Sariani coaching his first game as head coach, and Jalen Hurts playing his first game as a quarterback in the postseason. And they have to go up against Brady on the road in elements, which won't help them. And then you have Jalen Hurts, who all his life, he grew up in Texas, he went to Alabama and Oklahoma, as a quarterback growing up his whole life. Now he's been the quarterback for Philadelphia. He's played in some weather games. I'm sure he's played in maybe one game like this, but he definitely doesn't have as much experience as Tom does. Tom's got the experience, but when Tom has played in weather games, that's when Tom has lost. He lost to the Broncos. He lost to the Jets multiple times. There was the one game where after they lost to the Jets in the weather, that was when at Foxborough, a couple weeks later, they tore up the grass and put in turf. So he's, he's got experience in those games, but he's not good in those games. Those are two Aren't different those things. those games, though, usually snow? Like, no, no, no. They're rain. not, like, down for rain. rain? They've been rain. So he's, he's, he's got experience in them, but he's not necessarily good in them. I just think, you know, the Bucks aren't an air raid offense like Kansas City or like Buffalo where they thrive on downfield plays. You know, Tom wants to hit his short guys over the middle – and there's not that area. They're getting four net back. They have a good offensive line. I don't think it will affect them too, too Now, we much. saw they played in one game like that already this year when they went back up to Foxborough for the first time, Brady, and they beat the Patriots, whatever it was, 18, yeah. 15, 18, 16, and that was probably Brady's worst game of the year. So we don't have to point too far back in the memory bank to see how he plays in that kind of weather. And if that's what it's going to be, um, will, mean, they they will, they still, will they win? Will they still win? Probably. Um, but I don't think it's a slam dunk, and I, I think the Eagles will cover. Yeah, the spread, I mean, that's a lot of points. It's tough. If I had a lean, I'd probably go Tampa. I don't feel great about it. I do think they're going to win the game, but, I mean, the weather will be interesting. You know, Tampa's run defense is still good. It's not as great as it was last year. I think some of their rushing numbers from quarterbacks and just in general are a little misleading just because they have to lead a lot. And I think Tampa has this philosophy like we're willing to give up some rushing yards because our secondary has been so banged up that we, we want to kind of help out with that and make sure we're not giving up the big play. Um, but in the playoffs, when everything is magnified and teams just lock in and they want to take away what you do, especially in weather like this, I know Philly's run game has been spectacular. But with all the guys you mentioned, Tampa has been getting back. I just I think it's going to be a tough day for Philly. I think the best play might be a Philadelphia team total under 
I don't know what that is exactly. I know the, the total now is around 45. So I would assume it's somewhere around 16 and a half. So I think that that might be a route. But the, the other thing that as far as why I lean the Eagles, it's where the Patriots have those guys coming back from injury. Levante David, Shaq Barrett, JPP. Those are three guys very important to stopping the run uh, uh, in the front seven. So if they're not 100% up to game speed, the last thing you want to do in your first return to football action, live game action, is being on a very sloppy, slippery track against the number one rushing attack in the NFL where you've got a quarterback who could run it or you could hand it off to Boston Scott or the speedy Kenneth Gainwell or I don't know, is Miles Sanders, Sanders back? I don't think I he's don't back yet. I don't that. believe so. Or or a power guy in Jordan Howard. Yeah. Um, so, like, it, it's just the, the sheer amount of the options they have and where – the Bucks have those guys that are just coming back from injury. I just saw, like I said, um, b- besides the quarterback runs, uh, I didn't say this on the air, sorry. I said this when we were texting yesterday. The, the last month of the season when they've been missing these guys, they've been beaten on the ground. I was there when I watched the Jets run for 170 yards against them, and the Jets' rushing attack sucked all year. So with these guys out, um, they've struggled. Will they come back at hundred percent full speed in the rain against the number one rushing attack? So whether or not the Eagles win, that's a different story. I think they'll cover, but there is always one upset like this every year. Um, and as I'm looking at the other games, like I, this is, this to me is the one where I can see it happening the most, I guess the way I put it. There will, there definitely will be an upset this week. It's just the key is trying to figure out which one it is, which brings us to our next game, which a lot of people think it'll be this game. Which this scares me that it won't be this game. <laughs> this is the game I'm most excited for is San Francisco and Dallas. Every year there enters a team who doesn't win their division. They're a five, six, or seven seed, and they're a team that you do not want to play. And San Francisco. The Niners are what the Colts were supposed to be in the AFC, but the Colts yeah. didn't make it. So. Right. Um. And, Joe, it's for that fact. San Francisco, and as soon as they beat the Rams, and as soon as this matchup came out, and as soon as I saw the spread was minus three, I'm like, this is going to be the trendy dog of the week. This is going to be the pick that everybody leans towards because of Dallas and their playoff history, because last time San Francisco was into the playoffs, they went to the Super Bowl, and they just – they're such a good road team. They have the formula that you need to do to win in the playoffs, and everybody loves them. I am not touching this game. I'm going to play it live. I'm going to hope that maybe Dallas gets up big and I'm going to bet San Francisco to come back or vice versa. I'm hoping somebody gets a lead and then I take the points on the way back because I think it's going to be really close. I will say this one thing. I have bet San Francisco plus 1,200 to win the NFC and I have bet them plus 4,600 to play the Titans in the Super Bowl. I think if San Francisco gets past Dallas, they will beat Green Bay next week, and they will go to the Super Bowl. But that's a big if because, again, they're so trendy, and I feel like everybody's picking them that I, I do think Dallas wins this week. This is like the tournament, Joe. You know how we talk about all the time? If you can get past this team, you can get to the Final Four. This right. is that game for San Francisco. I thought the same thing for the Rams last year because of the way the Rams were running the ball last year. Yeah. And then they went up to Green Bay and lost by two touchdowns. So I don't think necessarily that the Niners would get past Green Bay. I think – you know, for, for as much parity as there is in the league this year, I think when the dust settles, we have the chalkiest of all chalky title games in the Super Bowl of Chiefs and Packers. And we'll get to that later on as we run through our brackets. But um, uh, I see where you're coming from. It wouldn't stun me if that happened. 
I'm almost scared at how public this dog has become with the Niners, but it's that way for a reason. And I just think they match up so well against the Cowboys um, that it, it could happen. But on the flip side of that, like the Cowboys in theory are made to beat a team like the Niners, where if their bread and butter is running the ball, look at how they're built on the defensive front. And with Micah Parsons running downhill, where they're built to stop a team like that. However, the Cowboys seem to falter in big games at this stadium. And Zeke is not 100%. And Tony Pollard is not 100%. So can they be what they should be offensively in terms of how well-rounded they need to be, where they can balance a run with the pass? Or will they be forced into passing a lot? Which isn't a bad thing because the Niners can't stop the pass. So my brain is taking me so many different ways in this game. And like you said, I'm not touching it in terms of the pre-game wagering. I will wait to see how it goes live. If there's a play that I have on the game, it's the under. Because 51, I could see, again, like the um, like we mentioned for the, the Eagles-Bucks game, I could see a lot of ball control uh, and, and just kind of time milking off the clock and there not being that many possessions to put up those points. I could see Kyle Shanahan, if they get the opening kickoff, the Cowboys might not touch the ball until there's three minutes left in the first quarter down three, nothing. Like we've seen that this year, time and again, they'll go on a 12 play 10 minute drive and then they kick a field goal from the four yard line. Like that's just how it's been this year for the Niners. So if there's, if there's anything that I'm playing pregame, it's the under 51 and this started at 48 and it's gone up to 51. I would have taken the under at 48. So I'm getting three points here based on how I thought it was from the beginning. It's funny. I, I actually like the over. I see what you're saying with ball control. If I was backing San Francisco, I think that's the way to go. I think the Niners correlate to the under. Dallas correlates to the over. So because I kind of think Dallas is going to win just because I'm fading San Francisco, I like the over. I like a shootout. I think that, you know, it's right. It's going to be a contrast of styles. San Francisco is going to want to run. Dallas is going to want to throw it all over the yard. The key is, is that Dallas has some weakness in the middle of the field. You can exploit them in there right. with Kittle and Debo. And, we and I'm know- curious about Micah Parsons. Is he going to be over-amped for his first playoff game where he's, mm. he's overrunning Elijah Mitchell mm. and, and they're exposing them on cutbacks and stuff like that? It'll be, it'll be fascinating. I can't now, as far as the, the Cowboys correlating game. to the over, like you said, though, yeah. um, like is that a chicken or the egg kind of thing where – are, have they correlated to the over so much? Because when they've played a bad team, they've beaten up a bad team. Like when they right. played the Giants, they scored 44 themselves. When they sc- played the Panthers, they scored 36 themselves. Early in the year when the Eagles still sucked in September, they scored 41 themselves. But like when you start looking at some of their games where they played against good teams, um, like here's another one, the Falcons, they beat 43-3. to three. So like they've been getting to the over kind of on their own volition pretty much. Sure. But late I mean, in the season – 27-20 against Washington, 25-22 against the Cardinals, 27-17 with the Saints, 19-9 with the Chiefs. Whenever they've played a team kind of like their same caliber, um, it's been a tighter, more ball-controlled game, traditional football where you're seeing punts, you're seeing defense, you're seeing the clock being used. And, and that's where my mind goes in this game as far as how the Cowboys play it um, and, and then also what we know in terms of how the Niners play it. I'm a little worried that the Niners are coming off such a physically emotional game, too, against the Rams. You go to overtime, all that must have taken out of them. Mm. I think their defense could be a little nicked up. Um, 
And then the offensive line, you know, is is Trent Williams playing? It's a playoff game. You think he probably is highest grader at offensive lineman ever in PFF. If he's playing, obviously, that's going to help the offense. It's going to help the scoring. I just I like I like the over the fact that it's moved up. Um, I see what you're saying, you know, about like some great teams against New England. It was 35-29 against the Raiders. It was 36-33. So against some playoff teams, there have been some shootouts. Right. Um, I, look, it's tough. I mean, you know, it's like you're on the under, I'm on the over. It'll be away with a lot of these games. Yeah. Everybody will be different sides. Um, I don't love the pick. The only really pick I love this week is uh, two from the game coming up that we'll talk about next. But this is a tough one. I just can't wait to watch it. I told you there were the two games last week, Vegas Chargers and uh, San Francisco LA, that I couldn't wait to watch. And they exceeded expectations. San Francisco-Dallas is the game that I cannot wait for. Yeah, yes, that's the one. Um, and now to clear something up here on Chief Steelers before we get into this argument, uh, we were texting each other this week that you thought this would be a one-possession game. So I'm yes. assuming you're going to definitely be on Steelers plus 12.5 as one of your favorite plays. I'm yeah. not going to argue that because I could see 12.5 as an odd number. I could see it being a backdoor cover. I do not see this being a one-possession game. So that we can get into, but – in terms of the spread, I will not fight you on the spread. The, the spread I'm scared away from on the Chiefs just because this game could be in the same way that it was earlier in the year when these teams played. I think this, the, the Chiefs were up maybe 33 to – yeah, it was, it was, 30, it was 33 to 3, right, and Mahomes right. left the game with like 10 minutes left, and then right. they scored a couple times the Steelers. So, like, I could see 12-and-a-half being a, ba- a, a prime backdoor, but I don't think this is like you said and you'll get into now where – it's a one possession game and Ben has a chance to tire win late. Like I, there's no chance that happens. Well, so look, this is the biggest underdog that Ben has ever been in his career. So the fact that this is going to be his final game and this is the biggest underdog. I kind of like that. It's the biggest underdog, obviously that Tomlin has ever been. So you have a team full of veterans that have played in so many playoff games that are going into a game like this where nobody is giving them any kind of chance that people are basically just telling him their season is going to end. I just I, – I like that for a veteran team like that. There's a reason for that. They there suck. Is. They are, they are the worst question. of the 14 playoff teams that are in there, and they Easily. had a negative 55-point differential in the regular season. The Chargers will never admit it, but you better believe they were dancing up and down that they got the – well, they would have gotten the Raiders, but they, they got the Steelers instead of the, or instead of the Chargers – so they didn't have to face Herbert. Um, but look, I, I get why the spread is 12 and a half. The Steelers aren't a good team. They're fortunate to be in the playoffs. They needed Jacksonville to beat Indy. Um, but, I, I mean, Joe, it's just, look, I mean, it's going to be Ben's last game. The fact that they got into the playoffs, and when they had absolutely no business getting into the playoffs, Ben's whole career has been about tight games coming down to the wire and I just think this game's going to be no different. Pittsburgh's defense will will find a way to just they'll they'll keep it close. Now, it's Najee not a has, bad. It's not ahead. a bad sentiment, but like that's fine if it were 2015 or 16 or 17, Ben. Even if it was 2019, Ben. But 2020 and 2021, Ben. I mean, his right arm is like a like overused box of spaghetti that's been in water for 37 minutes. And it's completely as soft as can it's, be. It's so. not great. It's not great. <laughs> but uh, no, I, look, 
you know, Tyree kills a little gimpy. He's who knows what's going to happen with him. Um, so that could be big if he's not a hundred percent. And there was a stigma around the chiefs early in the year that they weren't covering any of these spreads. And then they get on this huge roll where they're covering spreads. All these unders are hitting their defense is playing great. And in the last couple of weeks, they lost to Cincinnati. They easily could have lost to Denver. So I think the, the old chiefs are kind of coming back where they're going to win games, but they're going to be closer than people think. Um, I just think 12 and a half with all those veterans on the sideline for the Steelers when nobody's giving them a chance. I've seen too many Ravens games where they're in similar spots against the Tom Brady Patriot teams or the Peyton Manning Denver teams where it's just, it, they're like the Ravens. It's That's fine, but like those teams, those teams belong there. Like those teams made the playoffs in a convincing fashion. The Steelers backed in in the biggest way possible. And, like, if you look at their last month and a half of the season, um, they got blown out by the Bengals. They had a tight game against the Ravens. That always happens, where they could barely score, move the ball, and it was a two-point conversion missed late. The game against the Vikings on Thursday night, that game was only a one-possession game because the Vikings suck at closing out games, and Mike Zimmer got fired because of it. That was the game when the Vikings were up like 27 points in the fourth quarter, and it still somehow ended 36-28. Then you got the Titans game when the Titans were missing everybody. Julio was out. A.J. Brown was out. Tannehill was banged up. No Derrick Henry. It was 19-13. Then you get blown out by the Chiefs, 36-10. You got the pillow fight against the Browns, and then you had the 16-13 game against the Ravens. So they've squeaked by in close, low-scoring games against teams that didn't have good offenses. And whenever they played a good offense the last month and a half of the season, they gave up 41 of the Bengals, 36 of the Vikings, and 36 of the Chiefs. They're not built to keep up because Ben can't throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. So can they, in this game, be at a point where it's 27-10 Chiefs late and the Chiefs are cruising, and with like three minutes left, they score and lose 27-17? Yes but I'm not going to say that Ben has a chance to win or tie the game in the fourth quarter of this game. It, the talent disparity is just too much. I'm not putting much stock into the Chiefs game last week because you could tell they were kind of checked out. It was a last-minute thing where Tyreek wasn't available because he got hurt in warm-ups. Um, and the loss of the Bengals the week before, that doesn't concern me because they're, they lost on the road against a fellow playoff team who can make a run of their own. So, like, that didn't strike me as too I mean, concerning. they lost the one seed, though. Like, that was a huge loss. The- that's fine. That's fine. But like, it was a huge loss, but they lost to a good team that also beat the Steelers 41 to 10. So like, it's not like they went out there and they lost to um, a bad Browns team or something right. like they lost to the AFC North champions who may very well make it to the AFC title game themselves in a couple of weeks. So um, on the road. So like, it, it was a feasible loss. Like I'm not concerned with the way they played the last two weeks. I'm not taking a minus 12 and a half because this game screams backdoor, <laughs> but it does not scream. Like you've said, I don't think at least Ben having a chance to win or tie in the fourth quarter. All right, Joe, I just want you to know when you're watching this game <laughs> and it's coming down a wire and Chris Collinsworth is like, here we go. Alice guy, let me tell you. Don't say I didn't warn you. Right. Well, I wonder if they're going to do this game or, Oh, no, they're definitely – oh, yeah, they're definitely doing this game. I thought the other NBC game might be Patriots-Bills, but it's Raiders-Bengals. So they'll, no, the, they they'll said Tariqo, it's Tariqo on Raiders-Bengals. Right, got you. All right, nice. Last game, Monday night game, 
Joe, this is going to be my upset special, honestly, by default, because <laughs> I just got to have one. It would have been San Francisco, but we've talked about too trendy. I thought about the Raiders just keep riding the momentum. I think they cover. I just don't think they win. New England, I thought about. I think Buffalo's going to win. I don't really love the Cardinals here either. It's just too hard to ignore what they've done on the road. Both of these teams have just kind of backed in like the last couple they, of They weeks, have. Yeah. Um, look, this game comes down to a couple things. I trust Kyler more than Stafford. Stafford's thrown eight picks over his last four games, seven over his last three. Joe, this is his second playoff game ever, I think. He's never won a playoff game. You have the most all-in NFL team ever with a quarterback who doesn't have any success in the postseason. That terrifies me. The Cardinals have already beaten the Rams in their house, so they know they can do it. They won seven of their eight road games this season by double digits. They've been great. Their track history under Kingsbury as underdogs is fantastic. Um I just, I don't know. You know, the Rams have so many stars on their team. Their team is built to win in the playoffs. I'm just, I'm not sold on it. I think they overused Cup a little bit trying to go for those records. That might hurt them. Now they're trying to integrate Cam Akers in there. And does that ruin their flow with Michelle and Henderson and Akers and all this? The defense you know, McVay is 7-1 and one against the Cardinals in his career. He usually owns them. Um, but the Cardinals beat him in L.A. They should have beaten him in that Monday night game against the Rams, too. So, J.J. Watt, if he plays, that's huge for them. Is DeAndre Hopkins going to play in this game or no? I don't believe so. Okay. Yeah, that's obviously a big loss. Um, I'm with you. I, you know, I just really – these games are so tough. They really are. They can go every single way. I could go 0-6 this week picking games, and I would not be surprised. This is my upset special if I had to pick one. If you had to ask me to pick one, it'd be the Cardinals. I'm not thrilled about it. This is honestly more just a fade the Rams and fade Stafford because I just think he's injured. I just think he's not. Joe, you know what I think it is, honestly? In Detroit, it was so just like he was a freaking gunslinger the whole time. It was no run game. Let me just air it out to Calvin and Galladay and Marvin Jones and whoever he had, and let's just score 40 points and get in these shootouts. And now with McVay, it's integrating the run game and these checkdowns and these bootlegs. And I think he struggled with that as the year has gone on. Um, so I'm going to ride with Arizona here in a divisional game. I'm going to take the underdog, play a little bit on the money line. Don't love it, but that's my play. I'm going with the Rams in this one. I, I just can't ignore the fact that the Cardinals um, from December 13th on, so their last five games of the season, they lost to the Rams. They lost to the Lions. They lost to the Colts. They squeaked one out against the Cowboys, and they lost to the Seahawks when they had a chance to win the division. Like, I can't ignore that. We know how Kingsbury's teams in the pros and in college have fared, <clears throat> excuse me, down the stretch of the season. Um what will he look like in the playoffs? We don't know. We've never seen it before. We have seen McVay in the playoffs. We have seen him engineer a win on the road in Seattle last year with John Wolford at quarterback. So I'm trusting McVay and his game plan and the running game that they have uh, to beat the Cardinals in this one. And there's not much else to it than that. Um, I think when the chips are down here, Stafford will manage when he has to manage, he will flash a play with his arm when he has to. Um, in a game like this, you look to your playmakers to make plays, and they just have so many more playmakers at so many different positions. Like, you're going to see Von Miller, 
you're going to see Aaron Donald. You're going to see Jalen Ramsey. You're going to see everything they have on offense. It's just too much to overcome for a Cardinals team that has just been playing terrible football the last month of the season. Um, yes, they've been better on the road than they have been at home, but they haven't been good, period, over the last month and a half. So um, it's more – for me, it's less Kyler Stafford. And Kyler hasn't been good either the last month of the season. He has struggled just as much as Stafford has. For, for me, though, it's just more McVay. He's owned the Cardinals. Um, he's been good in the playoffs as far as engineering that game plan. He led him to the Super Bowl on a team that they, they threw a lot during the season, obviously. They set a lot of offensive records. But come the playoffs, they're a power-run team, and that's how they got to the Super Bowl. This is a power-run team, and it's going to power-run it down the Cardinals' throats this week. Um, I don't think Stafford's going to throw as much as we've seen him throw. I think whoever's at running back, whether it's Michelle, whether it's some acres being incorporated, they'll get it done, and it just comes down to game plan. And this is actually one of the ones I like a little bit more as far as a play this week is the over 49 in this one because when these teams played, they were both shootouts. I could see this one being something in the neighborhood of like 33, 26 Rams, something like that. So I like the over 49 and I like the Rams to actually cover the four. I really don't feel strongly about the Cardinals at all. But again, like every once in a while, you're going to have to have a year where like chalk wins out, even though we know every year there was an upset somewhere. It would not stun me in the slightest if this is the year where it just happens to be the year that all the favorites win. Because, all right, look, we're pretty certain the Chiefs are going to win. We'll probably say that the Bucks are going to win, even though I think there's a chance the Eagles can pull off the upset. Mm-hmm. But after that, Bengals are five-point favorites. We both kind of agree it goes their way. The Bills are four-point favorites. We both kind of agree it goes their way. The Niners and the Cowboys could go either way, and we really, really wouldn't consider it an upset either way because these teams are very evenly matched. Yeah. But wouldn't stun me if the Cowboys win at home with Wall that they have. And then you have this game on Monday night. So if there's a year where I could absolutely see chalk and all the higher seeds winning, it's this one. And, and we had it, we had it early or we had it in March when we finally had Baylor and Gonzaga one and two, making it to the title game. when we, we knew that it was going to be those two teams all along. Um, So every now and then the stars align and it's just all the teams that you are supposed to win do win. Uh, And if there's a year where it's going to happen, like you said, you, you, you threw in the Cardinals because you have to put an upset special because it always happens. Um, Just the way it breaks this year, the way the matchups are laid out, I could see it being the year where that doesn't happen. If it were, if things would have changed on Sunday night and you know, the chargers would have gotten in or something like that could have been different depending on how games went uh, on Sunday, but the way things did ultimately play out, I could absolutely see all favorites and I will be playing an all favorites, $10 parlay just to see if it does happen. (laughs) Well, uh, look, if there's not an upset that happens this week, it will come next week. Oh, absolutely. There there will be, there will be something. Um, I'm with you though. Like I could see all favorites winning this week. I really could. Um, it's just, you know, like last week I looked at the card and there were there were a bunch of games I really liked. This week I looked at the card and really just Pittsburgh is the only one that jumps out to me. Vegas I like too. But outside of that, the Casey-Pittsburgh under I like a lot as well. But other than that, uh, nothing really all that much. But we'll get into best bets in a little bit, Joe, or now before yeah, we do yeah. trivia. Yeah, we can do it now. Yeah, we can do it now. Um, all right, Joe. Oh, you want to just lay out, you want to lay out your playoff bracket first? Go ahead and do that. Sure. Lay out the playoff bracket, and then we'll do best bets, and we'll go from there. 
All right, so my playoff bracket. So now we got to do the math to see who would advance. Yeah. Um, all right, so I have in the AFC, I have the Bengals, I have the Bills, and I have the Chiefs winning, which means next week it would be the Titans versus the Bengals, and it would be the Chiefs versus the Bills. Those would be no, 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 the Bengals are the three. Um, the Bills are the four, so it would oh, be Titans, right. Bills, Chiefs, Bengals. You're right. The Bengals are the three. Okay, God, those would be some good games. Are you sure the the Bills are eleven and six? Bills are the wait. three seed. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm yeah, wrong. Bills are the three seed. So it'd be Bills, Chiefs next week, and then Titans, Bengals. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm confusing myself now. Let me look this up. I I had it open. And then I moved on to best bets because I thought we were going to do that. But then I forgot that I, we wanted to do this. So I brought it back and then I confused myself. Um, so I'm pulling it up right now. And yeah, bills in the, the playoffs, uh, the bills are the three. You are correct. So okay. it would be if, yes. if it goes chalk in the AFC, which we both have. Um, correct. So we can make that easy. In the AFC, both of us have next week Titans, Bengals, and Chiefs, Bills. Correct. Correct, correct. And then in the NFC, I'm going to go the Packers are going to play San Francisco. Um, I know I said Dallas would win, but uh, let's just, I'm going to say San Francisco wins. So I'm going to have Packers versus San Francisco. And then I'm going to have Tampa versus Arizona as my NFC divisional. And then I'm going to have the Titans beating the Bengals. And I'm going to have the Chiefs beating the Bills. And I'm going to have the Titans advance into the Super Bowl. And then I'm going to have San Francisco upsetting Green Bay as the big upset of the playoffs. I'm going to have Tampa beating Arizona. And then I'm going to get San Francisco beating the Bucks. And I think it's going to be San Francisco and Tennessee in the Super Bowl. I'm going to go ahead and, you know what, I'm going to lay out what I just said. I'm going to say that against all odds, for the first time, we're going to have actual chalk in the wild card round. Um, you know, like last year, too, in terms of the seeding of it, like we, we had a wild card upset, quote unquote, of the Bucks beating the Redskins or the Watch football team. Right, it's like, right. just, that's just the way it worked out. Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't have that this year. And sure. in years past, there's almost always a, a wild crappy card seed. Yeah. A favorite <laughs> over a crappy seed. But all the, the, four, the top four seeded teams are like, oh, good this year. So no, I'm going to go ahead and say that, um, which is going to set up. Uh, I have the Titans over the Bengals. And I have the Chiefs over the Bills. And I have the Chiefs over the Titans. So Chiefs in the Super Bowl again. Uh, I told you I was going chalk in terms of my Super Bowl matchup. I already put the bet down on the uh, Chiefs over Packers in the Super Bowl. So I'll get there in a second. Uh, It would mean Green Bay against the Rams. I got the Green Bay winning again, just like last year. And it would set up a rematch of the first game of the season all the way back on that opening Thursday night of the Cowboys on the road against the Bucks. Mm. I think the Cowboys would get by the Bucks, so it would set up a ratings bonanza of Cowboys at Packers in the NFC title game, and I've got the Packers there. Look, if the Packers don't make it this year, it's not. It, like, this is, this is their last chance to do it because I think Rodgers is gone, and they are built perfectly. The defense, they have the pieces. On offense, they have the two-headed monster out running back to go with their passing attack. Um, so I got the, the matchup that we have been starved of for so long whether it was, you know, whether it was when Patrick Mahomes had his knee injury and missed the Packers-Chiefs game of a couple of years ago, or now this year when Aaron Rodgers had COVID and missed a game, 
we've been robbed a couple of times of finally ever seeing Mahomes and Rodgers face off. Finally happens. I got the Chiefs over the Packers in the Super Bowl. All right. And uh, when Tennessee plays San Francisco, <laughs> I'm going to say, man, you know what, Joe? I'm going to say the San Francisco 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl. And I actually think they're going to lose to the Dallas Cowboys this weekend. So there we very, go. Very, very interesting uh, uh, inner dialogue you're having with yourself. Yeah. Joe, <laughs> I, it's literally like March Madness. I, I, it's literally like this one seed can lose to this eight seed. If they don't, they're winning it all. That's the yeah. way I see it. So see it. Uh, we'll see. All right. Best bets. Um, I'll start it off, and I will go ahead and go with the Rams minus three and a half against the Cardinals. I Rams minus three and a half against the Cardinals. All right, let me write that down. Mine is going to be that San Francisco Dallas over. Okay. Number four for me is the San Francisco Dallas under 51. All right. Mine is going to be New England plus four against Buffalo. All right, my number three, uh, this is where I'm going to go uh, with that, um, uh, my, my Eagles pick, plus eight and a half. Okay, Eagles plus eight and a half. Mine is going to be the under in Kansas City and Pittsburgh. I think either way, I think if Pittsburgh covers, it's like 24-17. I think if Kansas City does, does cover, I think it's like 31 to 10. And either way, you're covering. So. That's my number two pick. That was the example I gave out earlier where I could see this game being 27-10 and yeah. a late touchdown from the Steelers makes it 27-17. Math tells you that's 44 and that's an under. So give me the under 46 and a half as my number there two pick. There you go. My number two, I'm going to run with the Raiders. They've been my number one pick the last two weeks. John Madden train keeps rolling the Cincy. I don't think they win, but I think they keep it close. All right. Um, so for my number one pick, uh, I, I – wavered in terms of how I wanted to like shuffle things and like what I was going to put where and, and slide things up here or there. But I ended up settling on my number one pick being uh, the under in the Bucks Eagles game. So I go to that game twice with that kind of weather and with the way the Eagles run the ball, the fact that there's just going to be very limited number of possessions and chances to score. It could be a sloppy mess. It's at 46 right now. Um, I could see if, if the Bucks win this game, like I could see 24, 17, I could see 20 to 13. Like, I, I think it goes under by a considerable amount. Like it goes under by a touchdown. If that weather holds true and hopefully it does, because we're making this pick on Thursday and we've got three days for that weather to change. Hopefully it doesn't. Um, once I saw that weather report that that's what I uh, went with. Surprise. You don't have Buffalo in your top five picks at all. Minus yeah, one. I feel very strongly about them winning, but like the again, the four scares me because we've seen the Patriots the last few weeks. I mean, when they played the Colts, they were left for dead in that game and still then had a chance with the outside yeah. kick and whatnot. And and when they just played the Bills uh the day after Christmas, like the Bills were up, I think, um in that game it was like twenty to seven or like or something like that. Uh, and then it ended up 33 21 and like the Bills scored later on so like I could see them kind of backdooring it to where they have an onside kick with like 30 seconds left something like that so the the four again just scares me more than anything uh and that's what I was saying before when I like wavered as far as which of my picks I wanted to put and I still like the Bills I like I feel very confident they win but just that number scared me that's all 
My number one is going to be Pittsburgh plus 12 and a half against Kansas City. Don't think they win the game, but I think they'll keep it. I buy that. Like I said, I I can totally buy a backdoor in that game. I cannot buy what you were selling as far as Ben having a chance to win or tie. That's different than backdoor coverage. It is. It is. But I think it's going to be one one possession (laughs) with a chance to win or tie. We'll see what happens. Joe, you're 51 and 49 on the season in best bets with a 155. I'm 59, 39, and 2 with 185 points as we head to the playoffs. Trivia, though, you're beating my butt. You're up 30 to 25. You've been on a roll here lately. You're like the Las Vegas Joseph Raiders here in the trivia. You've been getting hot at the right time. Um, All right, Joe. I like my question for you a lot, so I'll give it to you first. Go for it. You know the drill, 90 seconds, three strikes. As you know, right now, there are six NFL coaching Head openings. Uh, Are we counting the Raiders? Okay, got it. The Jags, the Bears, the Broncos, the Dolphins, the Vikings, and the Giants. I want you to tell me who the coaches were before these current ones who got fired. Okay, so before, so we're talking before Joe Judge, who the coach was of the Giants before. Mike Zimmer, who was the coach of the Vikings, and gotcha. see if you can get five. If you can get five of the six, I'm just jotting down those teams yep. Yep. so I keep track of myself. So Giants, Jaguars, um, Broncos, ah, Broncos, Bears. Um, you said we're not counting the Raiders, Correct. Vikings. Um, who am I missing? Giants, Jaguars, Broncos, Bears, Vikings, Dolphins. Dolphins. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, you know what? I, I was able to get five out of six. Since you're so hot, see if you can get six out of six. All right. Go for it. The Dolphins was Adam Gase. That is correct. Okay. Figure that would be a layup. Right. The Vikings, was it Leslie Frazier? It was. That is correct. That okay. is two. Um, the Bears before Nagy. Uh, I'll come back to that. The Giants were Pat Shermer. That is correct. Um, the Jaguars before Urban, who was just their coach? Doug Marone. That is correct. So you need the Broncos, Broncos and the Bears. And the Bears. Before Vic Fangio, it was, oh man. Um, you got 45 seconds left, plenty of time. Oh, uh, Vance Joseph? Yes, that is correct. All right. All right. And then, so I got all five of those as well. This was the one I struggled with. The Bears one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nagy's been there for a little bit now. 30 seconds. Um, before Nagy, was it Tressman? It was, was not Tressman. That's who it was I thought earlier it was. Than that. Yeah. 20 seconds. There's somebody between there. Yep. Oh, man. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I don't oh. think I'm going to get it. 10 seconds. Um, uh, ah. you, you, you forget he coached this team. Damn. He has won um, a Super Bowl in the last 10 years. Oh, it's John Fox. Well done. Yeah. John Fox at the buzzer. <laughs> yeah. There you go. John Fox. Well done. Yeah. Right. I got those five. And then I thought Trespa too. And I was like, oh, John Fox. Yeah. Um, yours is straightforward. Yeah. Um, oh, you, you know what? Here, here we go. Adam Schefter, David oh. Culley just got fired. So add to that 
uh, Bill O'Brien. There you go. <laughs> How amazing is that? Oh man, right on cue. And that's why, and that, that answers the suspicions as to why the Jets got to be the coaching staff for the senior bowl instead of the Texans. There must've been these rumblings behind the scene because it's always the top two, or sorry, the, 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 the two teams picking highest. Let me start this over. I'm confusing myself. The highest picking team from each conference in the draft is the senior bowl coaches. So you had the lions on one side and then it wouldn't be the Jaguars because they don't have a head coach and it, it should have been the Texans, but they bypassed them and picked the jets. And everybody was wondering why these rumblings must've been going on that Cully might be on the out. So there's your full answer. as to So that. what just became the worst job opening in the league? Is it now the Texans or is it still the giants? Uh, I still think it's the giants um, just because like, yes, they have the two top 10 picks, but their cap situation is horrible and there's no quarterback in place. I think the best job is the Broncos because with all the possible big name quarterbacks that are on the market this year, you plop one in and it's Peyton Manning 2.0 where they have a ready-made championship team around it. Mm. Um, someone made a good point on NFL live this past week. I can't remember now if it was Orlovsky or if it was Spears, but they said in an alternate universe where the bear, uh, the Broncos traded for Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson before the allegations this past off season, Vic Fangio, instead of being fired is your coach of the year front runner. Like that's how good that team is elsewhere. So um, that's the best job. The giants are probably the worst job. Yeah. The Texans are only good in my eyes because you have a clean slate. Mm. Like you're, you're, you're 100% about to trade Deshaun Watson. Yes. So you're going to get a bevy of draft picks for that. Right. And like, they have no cap committed anywhere. So you have, you're, you're about to have draft picks. You have cap, like you're, you're in a good spot in that case. And like, there's no pressure, no eyes on you. No one cares about the Texans. Cully was just a filler. I mean, we knew yeah. that. And yeah. look, and I mean, Davis Mills, if you get like a Sean McVay in there, yeah. you know, he could be, he could be okay. Yeah. And okay. You, like the Giants are a bad situation and you're under a lot of pressure for this New York. The Jaguars are still a dysfunctional clown organization yep. where you have, you're forced to work with Trent Balky for at least this year. Um, the bears are not a bad spot, but like they've kind of got one foot in one foot out in terms of what they were trying to do this year. Were they trying to go for, it? are they trying to get over to, to Justin Fields, the Vikings, what do you do for the Vikings? Do you, do you start from scratch and get rid of Dalvin cook, Kirk cousins, and, and try to build it back up? Or do you try to just retool on the fly? Like there's a lot of questions there. So I'll say, I'll still say that the worst opening is the Giants and the best is the Broncos. I, I would agree with everything you said. Denver is, it's a lot like Indy, you know, Carson Wentz yeah. wasn't the guy. You get a quarterback, that team can compete. For Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, your trivia question. Yep. Since 2000, mm. there have been five wildcard teams to win the Super Bowl. Okay. All five. You don't got to give me the year, just, you know, necessarily. Just give me the five. Five wildcard teams. Well, I know the Packers were one. They won by six. Yep. Um, or I should say they were the sixth seed. Uh, the Steelers. Steelers. Um, when Ben made that tackle against Indy. The – wasn't the Ravens because they beat the Colts at home. Um, it was – You're saying wildcard teams that wildcard teams Super Bowl since 2000. They didn't have to win all their games on the road. 
No, no, just wild oh, card teams. Okay, that yeah, the, Ra- the Ravens are one. Ravens in 2001, yep. Yep. Um, let's see. So you got the Ravens, Steelers, and Packers. You got two more, and you got a minute. All right, let me think about this. See, uh, New England never did it. Kansas City didn't do it. Philly's team was the one seed. Um, Carolina or that Denver team, they were at home. 30 seconds. Um, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Denver, Kansas City, the Giants. The Giants. The Giants here that they upset the Patriots. Yep. yep. One more. Oh, man. Seattle, Arizona, the Rams. 15 seconds. Vikings, Packers, Saints, no, Falcons, Panthers, Bears. Um, buzzer, five seconds. I'll just say the Colts. No, that's the buzzer. You're going to kick yourself for it, but this is exactly how I envision this question going. The Buccaneers last year, everybody forgets they were a wild card team because they were so good Amazing. and they were at home in the Super Bowl, but they were not the division champion. So true. It was so true. Well um, done. I, know, I never even because you just think of Brady and you're like, oh, well, he obviously is exactly. at home. Exactly. Well done. That well question done. played out exactly as I thought it would. <laughs> Thank you for falling into the trap. Yeah, yeah, I really did. <laughs> I really fell for that. Well done. All right, Joe. Uh, episode 70. We got playoff football to watch this weekend. Very exciting time. We're on a round number episode. So wait, what's our what's our records again right now in trivia? Or how uh, many? What's the score? You're 31. I'm 25. All right, so I'm at uh, 44%, not yep. bad, and you're at 35. You're still a Hall of Fame hitter, you know. Yep, that's so right. good. That's right, play. That's so good. All right, good stuff. <laughs> Talk to you next week for 7 Next week, we should have some more upsets in store, I Yeah, think. I'm looking forward to it. Look, San I, Francisco, I hope you get it done this week. I'm nervous, but I got some futures on you. I think you get yeah. it done this week. You can do some damage. Yeah, oh, and you get your kudos, too. I forget, we got to give it to you before it ends. The Jaguars last week. I don't think either of us thought they were going to win outright. Wasn't money line, but spread. No, I was no. all over it. Money line. I, I'm not going to even pretend Wentz, like I can't saw that. Coming. A four point four QBR. Wow. That good, Joe. Joe, you could have done that from uh, from New Jersey. I'm it was sure. only four point four more than I had in terms of QBR. So. Not great. Not, not great, great, Joe. Not great. It's still better though than what the Giants did a couple of weeks back against the Bears, yep. where you and I literally had more passing yards than them because they had negative ten on the day. So we had more at zero from our cap. God bless whoever takes over. <laughs> oh. For Joe. Right, until next time. I'm PJ. We'll see you next time.